Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Podcast Take 32, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy is Rob Jelly. Yes, he is. How are you doing, Jed Shepard? I'm very good. I'm well. We're doing another remote show. Um, We most certainly are. People might not notice because the other one went so smoothly. Um, Yeah, and we didn't mention it either, which was good. It was good (laughs) that we didn't mention it either. Um, Yeah, but uh, just due to the Christmas schedule, and I'm sure everyone will understand what it's like at these last few weeks up to Christmas, it just goes nuts. Yeah. So we're not at uh, Post Pop HQ at the moment. Uh, Where are you right now, Rob? Uh, I'm respect- oh, well, I'm in my bedroom currently because it's the only place that's dead enough with sound. It's a little bit reflective, but... Uh, I can uh, beat for you. Sa- for the sound geeks in there. I am in inside my bed. I'm in my bed. <laughs> on, recording what? the are pilot. You un- are you under the duvet? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, I'll get under my duvet. Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I've got... Uh, come here, right. <laughs> it's not Christmas yet, oh. Rob. Over my head. Right, here we go. We're, we're <laughs> I'm going to take a photo and we'll put this on Twitter as well. So if you want to... <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I think I've done today. Um, Jed Shepard, I'm going to take a photo under my blanket sort of quilt thing. Okay. Do you want to do one from yours? And then we'll... Uh, All right, I'll do one too. <laughs> I'm a bit afraid of uh, my Twitter fans getting a picture of me in bed, but um, we we will see. It's okay, Jed. It's all right. <laughs> right, okay. There's a, there's a photo there for for photographic evidence that we are currently doing this whilst in bed. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. I have been outside though today, Rob, because I did need to get a, f- a fried egg sandwich from somewhere. So I oh, did go fried outside. egg sandwich. Sounds like a win. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a win. Uh, so other than uh, spending time under your duvet and buying fried egg fried egg sandwiches yeah. uh, what's your week been like it's been it's been decent it's been good um i'm kind of this week and next week leading up to christmas i'm concentrating mostly on writing stuff as some of you may know i write films and things like that i was gonna say any, anything we can talk about or um i'm writing uh basically a summer blockbuster for next year who knows who's gonna make it but at the moment it's like a big jumanji style horror wow uh, uh, script. It's you write it. We'll come and watch it, Jed. That's the idea. Thank you very much. Uh, but besides <laughs> that, yeah, I, I I signed a contract a couple of days ago for a, a TV show, um, which uh, yeah, it was going to be good. Uh, first time dipping into TV. I'm on board as creator, so nice. uh, it's going to be it's going to be obviously it's like a horror thing again. Um, yeah. But if you need horror, there's only kind of a couple of places One. you can go to, and that's. Uh, me. And you're number one on the list. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's all, it's all going well. Um, it's been a great year so far. How about you, Rob? How's the groin? Well, mainly, how's the groin? Yeah, the, the groin's getting better. The, the groin was getting better, and I, and I felt pretty good until a couple of days ago. And I thought, I thought, I started overdoing it a little bit. Ooh, and I didn't realise. Yeah, you know, when like you run before you can walk type thing. Yeah, uh, one of those situations. So I've had to slow down again in the last couple of days, but it's it's doing all right. It's it's on the mend. Yeah, uh, I'm a lot more mobile than I was. Uh, I'm just looking forward to being actually fully mobile as I normally am running around like a headless chicken but it'll, it'll, it'll come it'll come it's nice to be able to chill out in the Christmas period because as I say work gets mad uh, and everyone wants to socialise and that's that's nice you know it's nice that people yes. want to catch up but it, you're just trying to fit it all in so hence why we are currently under duvets doing this remotely <laughs> But um, I think it's uh, it's probably about time we got on with format. For those who've dipped into this uh, podcast for the first time this week, welcome. Yeah. And I uh, hope we everyone don't... who's listening is under their duvet too, because we kind of want this to be a, a nice, comfortable, kind of leading up to Christmas type episode. So go under your duvets. Well, well absolutely. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more about Christmas episodes at the end of the podcast, because I think uh, I've, got so, I've got an idea for next week if you're up for it. So uh, I'll Always. run that by in a bit. But okay. um, uh, So we essentially go away and watch uh, two shows a week or two pilot episodes a week week uh, one suggested by each of us yep. and we give our thoughts and feedback on the whole thing and thrash it out in a big old sort of battle to the death battle royale as it were yep. um and if it's okay with you jed i'm gonna go first this week go um, for it. it is an idris elba special if you've noticed the title of the podcast <laughs> and we'll start with my choice and that is luther Love is flat, I my love 
bloody love Luther. So do I. It's I really do. amazing. I, I am a massive fan of Luther and I'm a really big fan of this theme tune. I forgot how good it was. Um, yeah. I, it's one of those theme tunes that sort of stands out. It's a bit like the Sherlock one. There's a kind of element of Sherlock kind it's of It's very meets. similar to the Sherlock one, now you say. And mm. I mean, Luther is very similar to Sherlock in, in many ways. Yeah, there, there is lots of references uh, sort of whether they're subtle, how subtle they are depends on your, how keen an eye on ear you've got. But there's lots of little nods to uh, Luther, uh, to um, Sherlock, and even Columbo, yeah. throwing back to a, a former episode we've done. Good we've, shout, we've, yeah. Uh, we reviewed a Columbo, um, and a lot of the story which the writers uh, speak about when they speak about Luther is they say that they were inspired quite largely by the stories of Sherlock Holmes and uh, the series of Columbo. Yeah, um, I, I've got quite a lot of connections to this uh, particular show and to this episode as well, but um, we'll come on to that a bit later. Yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down for those who haven't seen it. Um, Luther is a detective, John, uh, a DCI Luther. Um, he is a, a police, he's a special kind of constable, really, because he, he kind of specialises in those really horrific crimes. And he's got Serial an incredible... killers and kidnappers yeah. and murderers. And he's got, he's got a real stuff. keen eye and a keen ear for things. He just knows when something isn't right and he... And he and he won't let it go. He is like a dog with a bone. He really, truly will not let it go once he's got hold of it. Um, and it opens up in a quite a quite a dark, um, moody way, really. I mean, it's, it's the middle of the day, but you see this guy running through what looks like a sort of uh, an abandoned warehouse factory type thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then a guy, another guy uh, following him, but in a kind of fast march so it's not necessarily running but he's in yeah. a very very like I'm coming for you doesn't like matter where you go like Terminator 2 basically yeah yeah very much like Terminator actually in that way and uh, so he, he you know he keeps cutting back from this guy sort of looking over his shoulder panicking trying to work out where he's going he's just running you know he doesn't really know where he's running to so you know something's up you know something there's definitely a chase going on here and there's yeah. some tension building um, and it leads up to uh, this uh, very high point in, inside this building um, and the guy gets cornered essentially and you, you see him um, he's sweaty he's panicking he's distraught he's distressed um, and you've got Luther and, and Idris Elba standing there it's slightly out of breath because he's made been you know he's been made to walk really fastly uh, and uh, climb these stairs and they're facing each other and obviously the guy thinks well I've, I've literally only got one way out of here at this point I've got to go through him um, he legs mm-hmm. it at him and the floor actually gives way and he ends up hanging from above this huge drop um, and, and Luther doesn't help him um, and it's essentially what he's trying to do is get information out of this guy um, so there's a, there's a it cuts away to another scene where they're searching for a, a missing girl um, and they yeah. can't find her uh, and, it, and, it, and it's all very very fast and very dramatic and very, very tense dark, yeah and uh, you kind of like it kind of reveals the kind of uh, motivations and the kind of just the, the base of the character of Luther that he might not be a cop that sticks to the rules for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, I wrote, I wrote down of, like re- got a really dark tense, history. yeah, like really tense opening scene. I said like you know, and I kind of questioned at this, and I've 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 seen all of it. You know, I'm looking forward to the fourth season next se- and the fifth season, sorry, next year, um, which starts filming in 2018. Um, and if you hadn't seen it before. Well, even if you have, um, you still look at this and think, "Is he a goodie, or is he a bad? Yeah. You know, is is he is he a cop with you know um, edge, or is he generally a baddie? Is he is he actually well, a through is, and through bad guy, and he's just in you know incognito as a, as a copper? I, I actually think he's a good he's a good guy because I think his intention is to help people, save people, and if there's a if you're a bad guy, then you're, you're almost to him not human. So your demise is you're not human to him. So he's justified in hurting them or killing them or whatever because they they're going to hurt multiple people. Um, and everything he does is with the intention to kind of save the innocent. Um, so I think he's he's a good guy, but he has to make bad decisions. Yeah, he has to do things that maybe test the moral compass of uh, uh, the more normal of us uh shall we say um it's really it's really good opening it's it's super tense it's um and it and it properly draws you in if if the first five minutes don't sort of grip you you 
you know, I think I don't think this is the show for you, to be honest with you. But I, I would be very, very surprised yeah. if you watched it and didn't want to go. What you can't let it? What's yeah. going on? Um, and then it breaks mm-hmm. into the the theme tune, the title sequence itself, uh, which, as we said, is very, very cool, very Sherlock esque. The kind of um, actually reminded yeah. me a little bit of not just Sherlock, but also had a, a slight uh, Daredevil. Um, kind of feel to it a little bit the way the titles were sort of designed uh, graphically yeah that kind of mean, sort yeah. of city shots um and sort of the splicings across um i don't know it, it, it kind of made me think of daredevil a little bit maybe it's the red and black combo i don't know um but the song itself the theme yeah. tune is actually um a track called paradise circus by massive attack um, if, if you're interested if you hear it and think oh that sounds familiar oh, okay. it's, uh, it's a song by massive attack called paradise circus They've, they've got a bit of a history of uh, doing theme songs for TV shows because obviously they did House as yeah. well. Yeah, which we reviewed back in, oh, blimey, take four. That was quite an early one for us when we, uh, we looked wow. at that. How um, do you remember which take that was? I have the memory of an elephant, Jed. There you go. That's how I remember. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving, um, moving on. Um, it, it goes from that uh, very tense opening into sort of more of an explainer. So you get this kind of uh, very dramatic start and then you get the theme tune and the titles. And then it kind of gives you a bit more depth about the character. You meet John. You start to uh, understand his role within the force. Uh, the other people he interacts with within the... You know, the um, uh, trying to think the station that he's based at uh, and it's all filmed in London all filmed in, in East London and such where Edge yeah. was uh, born and grew up um, and the main mm-hmm. character and I guess the main um, almost the, the kind of co-star of this show is Alice Alice Morgan who yeah, is played by Ruth Wilson meet, who is fantastic by the way love Ruth uh, she's, she's amazing she's amazing she, in everything yeah, the affair which with Dominic West, which we've got to put on the list at some point and do that is great. Well, yeah, and Dominic West, we'll we might hear a little bit about him in in the next series. That we yes, do. yeah, absolutely. Because, um, so Alice uh, is one of the main characters. He does indeed. Alice is um, a victim of a very horrific crime. Her mum and dad are, are killed, as is her dog. So, uh, spoiler, sort of, but um, also a bit of a warning if you are uh, not a fan of seeing uh, animal cruelty on the screen um, and you haven't seen this episode yet, there is a shot uh, just after the title sequence with a dog. And so, just a little warning there ahead of that time. Um, it's, it's, it's super, super deep relationship that is created and I think mm-hmm. there's enough seed planted in this pilot episode between John and Alice that yeah. makes you need to see more I I that, try, try not to spoil anything else in the yeah, episode too much I wouldn't but, spoil it. but I've got a question knowing what you know about Alice yeah um, do you find her attractive yeah yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. knowing what we know, there's something about a character and a person that is. I mean, I mean, girls all have it all the time. They like bad boys, but has anyone ever uh, kind of like unravelled the whole? Do guys like bad girls? And I think yeah, 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 no, yeah. You do, yeah, 100%. yeah. I, I would say absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with that. There's. It, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not. I can't quite put my finger on it. You know, but. Yeah, there is something about her, and I was kind of like, I kind of like her for being the bad, bad girl in this, you know, the yeah. baddie, and it, and it, and it's also an interesting dynamic as well that, um, for once, the bad guy mm-hmm. is a bad girl. Yeah, and all and that is also from Sherlock. That's a Sherlock thing. But yes, it is. Of course, it is. Yes, yes. So, just yeah. You, I mean, I'm, yeah. If I'm, don't want to spoil anything for anyone else. I'm just yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I mean the whole thing, Sherlock. If I mean, if it just uh, John Luther, if he had a if he had a sidekick, like a permanent sidekick, then this would basically be Sherlock. Um, the yeah. whole setup, the whole structure, is Sherlock. As Sherlock um, has issues of his own, his own personal demons. Obviously, John Luther also has his personal de- in demons, um, and yeah, it, it follows a similar kind of storyline where sometimes his own personal demons. Uh, merge into the uh, crimes he's solving and either help him break down this criminal or or kind of doesn't um yeah no 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 i i, I understand what you're saying and i think it's it's um 
the, the, the similarities are there, but they're subtle enough that you you watch this and feel like you're watching something original. Yeah. Um, whilst whilst oh, also yeah, fe- yeah, yeah. was also feeling kind of familiar with it, so like you feel familiar with the um, almost like the structure um, of 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 the whole thing, but without feeling like you've seen this before. It's yeah. a new take. It's a new take on the whole thing. Um, we talked about how shows have touched on very serious um, social and political sort of subjects in the past as well. Um, but you sort of mentioned about demon, battling demons and things in this. Um, and it's, uh, you know, again, another example where a show has tackled things like PTSD. Um because after the opening scene, John Luther is sort of excused at the force. He's signed off um, and has a struggle, and he has obviously a breakdown in his relationship with his wife as yep. well. Um, and that, so there's that, that tackling that issue as well and dealing with it very openly because he clearly has you know issues and he's quite un, unhinged at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not easy thing to portray or put across um, delicately. But I, th- I kind of think they do really well. They do a good job of showing a, a quite a, a dark side to some of it. Yeah, and I mean, it's whilst, like some of the other shows... also not... Yeah, sorry, I was just saying that it's, it's a bit like some of the other shows we, we've kind of explored before. Things like Dexter, where mm. there's a character that you shouldn't really like because all the things you're seeing about him are bad. He's involved with deaths. He is not a very good person. Um as far as you can see, based on his life choices. Um, but there's something about him, and I think it's the actor of Idris Elba. You just can't help liking him. He's very charming. He is um, its just a great actor, and he's, you can't help liking him in any role he ever does. So I think that adds a lot of layers to the character of um, uh, Luther. Yeah. Now, I've got um, a question to throw at you then. Um, like we, we talk about new characters coming into this now clearly John is not a new character however he's he's returning to a job so you get a kind of glimpse of his job up to a point and then obviously he takes a break because there's an investigation that goes on with this one so he comes back yeah. um, do, do you feel like who, like who do you think we're following more are we following Luther or are we following Alice because um, Alice is new and John's coming back so they're both new you know they're both coming in again, either again or for the first time. I, I, who are we following in the, in your opinion? Very, very interesting. But I think because the the name of the show is Luther, I think I think it is Idris Elba. Though I mean, I would like to have a show, a spin off show that is just about um, Alice because I think her timeline may be a little bit more interesting. When what aren't, what aren't we seeing? How is she able to just show up? in places where she how does she get away with things what's the kind of like the the process that she goes through in order to do all the stuff she does again I'm trying not to spoil it but yeah no I no no she's I, no, absolutely. she's almost supernatural yeah. she's like a supernatural person um choosing my words very carefully there so as not to spoil stuff but um yeah no no yes. I, I, it's hard it's hard it's hard to talk about it I mean I don't think you uh I don't think you get too much in this pilot episodes that you would think um, I don't know you, you, I think you get enough in this episode for sure that you need to watch on you need to find out a bit more about Alice a bit more about her background you want to you want to see it because yeah, I think Luther in, a, in parts you know nearly loses it you know when he comes back he does have a yeah. bit of a tantrum a couple mm-hmm. of times and you think He's got one of those. He's got one of those characters which are very explosive. Is is very much like you know, it was at the end of a fuse, and it could go at any moment. So, you know, at any given moment, something the, the whole time the tide could change. Um, and I think that's that sort of keeps you keeps you gripped, keeps you watching because you're thinking, well, he seems like he's on it here. He's got it. Oh, hang on, he's going to get caught doing that. What is he doing? Um, yeah. And then and then you can see him being sort of is something's eaten away at him and you know, is he going to snap and and there's that constant sort of pulling and throwing and here and there with with his character and all the while you've got mm-hmm. this other character in Alice who makes you sort of want to punch her in the face but also you're kind of like you, you're crafty I like you you're 
oh, and and, you, and it's hard. It's it's that sort of love hate thing that you have going on. You sort of you love the fact that she's so good at what she does and it, and who she is. Yeah. But you're also taught, torn with with Luther the whole time. It's it's inc- it's an incredible balance, and I don't know how they've done it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Um, I kind of talk, talk about some of the the, the casting choices yeah, here. Please do. Um, you, you, the things. Um, I mean, obviously, we've talked about Idris Elba, and we've talked about um, uh, Alice, who's just just in, in, incredible. Um, but we haven't talked about some of the other characters in this first episode. So we've got um, we've got Paul McGann in this in this episode. Did did you notice him? I, I didn't. I, I didn't, and I did. If that makes sense, it, it was it passed yeah, me yeah. by. But but because you because you get <laughs> so wrapped up in the in the two in the two of them. But you're right. He plays a huge part in this, as does yeah. um, the chief uh, the chief superintendent as well. I can't remember her name because um, yeah. she's she's really important within this first series, let alone the first episode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, um, obviously, Paul McGann was in one of my uh, films, uh, the first short film that that I was involved with, that I wrote, and that was called Absence, where um, he's playing a man who has lost his wife in some way. Um, so it's really good to see him pop up in in the episode one of of Luther, because I think it's one of the best British actors, the most underrated British actor that we've got. He was obviously in things like With Nail and I and things like that. So this has got a real kind of, it's a heavy weight of British actors. Um, Idris Elba, Ruth Wilson, Paul McGann. Um, I think it's, I think it's just great. And and again, my another link that I've got to this series as a whole is in series three, my sister is in a couple of episodes. She plays uh, yes, DS Brady. You- you mentioned this yeah. last week, and I'm 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 amazed and I'm stunned, and I'm also super psyched that this is very much a thing. I, I, you're just such yeah. a connected man, you are. It is, um, yeah. She plays DS Brady, um, where she basically spoilers if you haven't seen series three of of Luther. She helps him solve that particular series crime. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a massive it's part, excellent. but she speaks I, and she interacts with Idris Elba and. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool watching Luther and go, oh, it's my sister solving some crimes on TV. <laughs> yeah. um, is, it is it weird? Is it weird? Is it weird seeing your sister on the on the screen? Yeah, well, she's been in a bunch of things before. She played like the pharmacist in in Holby City for a while, um, and uh, yeah, she's been in a bunch of things. I guess eventually I'll stick her in something that I've done. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I think I think you kind of owe her at least a little role in something. Yeah. <laughs> well, she she was gutted that like she wasn't in Dawn of the Death, so maybe she'll be in the movie version. Which we're maybe watch year. this space. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, listen, I got some. I got a couple of. Um, I, I mean, the thing that I said uh, earlier about the Sherlock and the Columbo links um, yeah. is is a quote you can find. Uh, they did obviously interviews with the writers of the show, mm-hmm. um, and they said that they took a large inspiration from those, and, and they obviously wanted to create a new version of it a sort of more modern yeah. take on the whole thing um it aired on the 4th of may in 2010 so this is like seven and a half years old now mm, uh, it'll yeah. be eight eight years old by the time we get the fifth season next year and it's only a four part um which is another thing i kind of like about this they're short series sometimes i like investing a 22 24 episode series but sometimes yeah. you like something quite short and sharp and quick you know yeah, you, you, know, the, you know you know the solution's gonna come soon so you haven't got to invest a whole load of time in it it's only four five six hours of your time well, um, I mean, series and you know, four was only two episodes long <laughs> that's true yeah it was a double episode just a, a little two-part special yeah. uh, and did you realize that there's a russian version of luther yeah i couldn't find it anywhere but i uh because I, I looked i thought i've got to try and see if i can find it but yeah, there's a russian that, yeah. version she's very yeah. cool i can't believe of all <laughs> the places to try and remake it uh russia I mean, I can kind of see that because it's it's a dark series with with dark themes, and in my mind, Russian TV is just very dark and bleak. So I think it fits in right, in very well. Yeah, maybe it does. Um, maybe it's the way to do it. Uh, have you got anything else on Luther before we move on? No, just that I wanted to point out that like it's got more popular as as it's as it's gone on, basically. So mm. whereas it starts off around the six million mark, it's on about eight million now. Um, because it's become a, Br- a British institution, and I think people have discovered it on like streaming services. So every time there's a new episode, a new series, it, everyone watches it. It's like event television, which is great, yeah. and the Americans love it also. 
Yeah, absolutely, they do indeed. Um, um, so obviously, the only thing we've got left to do really is score it, but we'll do that at the end of the podcast. Um, so if you're quite happy to, um, it's time to introduce the second show of the week, and uh, it was your choice. So yeah. what did we watch this week? So this week, uh, we went away and we watched one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Oh, here we go. to all critics <laughs> and all my friends. It's, of course... The Wire. If you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. So, it, it is one of those shows that people get obsessed by. It's one of the shows that people recommend to their friends the most. If you've got a good friend and you want them to have a good time and an experience, then you recommend The Wire or The Sopranos or Lost, something like that. Something meaty. And the way you've got to approach The Wire, and we'll come onto this a bit later, the way you've got to approach The Wire, especially episode one, is that this isn't an all-out action um, fast editing type of series. Think of The Wire as a very, very long novel. So you're not going to get all of the same beats as you get in something like Luther. You're not going to get um, the kind of fast-paced action stuff that you could get might get in other TV shows. This kind of is different. This is more a thinky, a thinky TV show where every series uh, shows another part of society in Baltimore that, um, that, that there are issues going on that maybe hasn't haven't been on TV before. Um, th- uh, this series was uh, written by uh, a guy called uh, David Simon. Uh, based on the story by himself and, and Ed Burns, and uh, it's basically come out of a, a, a book called Homicide Life on the Streets, um, and almost kind of this other TV show, this miniseries called The Corner, which which was amazing as well, which was a couple of years before this. Um, this debuted in June the June the second two thousand and two, um, so kind of just after nine eleven. So that was still in the zeitgeist. Uh, it was chaos basically chaos yeah. out there in the streets can I, and on your TV I was just like, you're absolutely right can I just jump in on that point because I, I kind of for me I was a little bit lost with this um, and, and I'll, yeah. I'll give you more thoughts on it in a, in a bit but I, I, I was I was a little bit confused as to when this was set um, and then there's a there's a line somewhere near the end, I think maybe sort of 35, 40 minutes in, mm-hmm. um, where uh, Dominic West's character, McNulty, McNulty, I'm sure you'll come on to in a second, um, yeah. he says, ever since those towers fell. So yeah. clearly it's it's post-September 2001, yeah. um, uh, which, which did, did confuse me somewhat because I, some of the, refer- not even maybe references, but some of the, the technology, some of the, just some of the sets, the scenes. What I was looking at, it going, I don't know. Is this nineties? Is this noughties? <laughs> and I genuinely couldn't put a timestamp on it. I was really struggling to to find until That's, they said that. I well, really found it hard to go. Yeah. It feels like it's early nineties. It well, feels like it's mid noughties. Whatever you know. That's because the themes dealt with in the wire in the pilot episode are timeless. So um, obviously. <laughs> Uh, this was written before 9/11, but it happened. 9/11 happened uh, before, while well, it was being filmed, or just before it was being filmed. So they obviously had to make reference to that because um, they had to react to that. They wanted this to be grounded in reality, show you what life's really like. So you do get references to big things that happened, uh, like 9/11, and it kind of influences this series as a whole because after 9/11. Um, the war on drugs moved to the war on terror um, and you can kind of see that develop throughout the throughout the series uh, but yeah let's get in, into the kind of meat of it this this is a show like never before this nothing before or since has kind of replicated what the wire has done um, and did um, it's one of the it's 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 a former president obama's favorite tv show of all time um, it's up there i mean <laughs> You can't start dropping things like that because you know I've got some bugbears with it. No, I, well, it's, it's, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the facts. I'm just saying <laughs> the facts. Um, <laughs> you are um, such a cheeky this, swine, Jed Shepherd. <laughs> okay, but like, so this is kind of. I mean, it's an ensemble piece, but I guess our first kind of uh, person that we, we we get to kind of follow 
is, as you said, uh, McNulty. Um, and Jimmy McNulty, he is uh, a Baltimore detective who has a really, really tough job of trying to police the streets of Baltimore where it's almost lawless. It's it's They've got their own codes, they've got their own systems, they've got their own way of living. And for him to try and come in and kind of sort that all out, it's, it's almost an impossible job. And this is kind of how it is in real life um, and you can see the poverty of Baltimore and I don't think Baltimore had such a mic- microscope on it before this show um, it showed the whole world what's going on there the kind of police brutality the kind of uh, ways that the police have to almost get down to the drug dealers level in order to kind of find some kind of peace um, but it's it's rough I mean I never really want to go to Baltimore unless it's a tour of uh from a distance, a tour of the of the uh, sets of of uh, the wire. Um, but basically, we see the frustrations he goes through as a police officer trying to do a good, a little bit like Luther, I guess. His frustration that justice just can't be done. Um, he wants to go after um, Idris Elba, basically. He um, a guy called Stringer Bell, and this is where Idris Elba came into the into the limelight. This is where everyone first discovered a guy of the caliber of Idris Elba playing a, just an amazing character called Stringer Bell who is the lead of this gang of uh, drug dealers. He's, he's like king of the, the Baltimore drug trade. But he wants to better himself. That's the, the great duality of, of Idris Elba's character. He wants to better himself. So you see as the series progresses how he tries to do that. He knows what he's doing is is wrong. A bit like Luther, really. Um, but he has to. The ends justifies the means. Um, right. Okay. I got to. Ju- I got to jump in here. Yeah. I got. I, like, I didn't get any of that from the pilot. I did not. Number one, I didn't know. I didn't get that he was the lead guy, like the top dog in the gang. Okay. I never got that. I never got that impression that number one, he was. He felt like he was. He looked like he was. Yeah. Um. And I. I never really got the impression that he was wanting out so I mean maybe it's my opinion and it is my what I thought of it when I watched it but I wonder if maybe you're picking some of that up from latter episodes oh yeah yeah because I I certainly I certainly didn't feel like when I looked at him and when I saw him on screen I didn't think well he's top dog well I think because yeah it's it's because I know what I know the little things I'm seeing from his character in episode one shows me that this was the intention that the whole time but yeah i mean i'm i'm slightly projecting uh some of the later episodes um but yeah so um I mean, this particular episode we see uh mcnulty aim to uh basically disrupt that particular gang because if you just dis- dis- disrupt the major players in in the drug scene then it'll filter down and uh get rid of all the other uh drug dealers but um, what, what did you think of um, McNulty? Did you think he was as good as character uh, from this first episode as someone like Luther or someone? No. No? What, what, no, what, what I, were your no, issues with him? I, did, I didn't really know whether he was... Well, actually, yeah. To an extent, he, he has a similar thing to Luther in that he's, he's obviously a cop, so he's a good guy. But he... He doesn't really worry too much about procedure and process. Um, just, just to go off on a slight tangent, but quickly come back. I know I didn't anticipate there to be such a hierarchy of of order in in, in number one in this in the show. Uh, and I yeah. guess that within the police force, there is there is a huge ladder of of hierarchy for what for want of a better description. Uh, yeah. And and likewise in the in the drug game as there it is. were within that as well there's a, hu- comparison. a huge comparison yeah. and, I, and I think that was interesting I don't get me wrong that was really interesting to see mm-hmm. but I felt like I got to see more of the ladder more um, more struck I <laughs> I saw more visibly the ladder within the police force than I did within the gang in okay. this first episode so I'm, I'm going to explain uh, something to, I'm going to okay explain. go on so um, you're seeing t- two sides of society, right? You're seeing yeah. the police officers who are all high and mighty, trying to do the job, trying to do their job. And then you've got the drug dealers who are 
on the lower end of the scale, but they're just trying to do their job too. And you get exact comparisons very near to each other. So you've got McNulty venting his frustration to this judge, um, uh, basically about the inability for the police force to actually get get these uh, drug dealers sorted. And he's threatened with uh, being reassigned. He's threatened with being demoted, right, to, to, uh, to a harbour job. And then you get the scene where D'Angelo goes to the, the housing estate, the housing projects, and Stringer Bell, Idris Elba, tells him he's been demoted to heading the crew um, in what's called the pit, which is kind of a, an area in this yeah. housing estate that, that um, is basically like a lower-ranked job. So this is interesting. This is, to me, this is, this is yeah, Shakespearean. No, no. This, is, this is incredible. Just to jump in now, I did not get any of that. <laughs> from the episode now hang on, hang on okay now you've explained it now you've explained it yeah i'm already able to appreciate the episode more okay okay but i didn't pick up any of that from the first episode right I, it was i i don't know and, and also i just I, I know it's all there but now you've said it yeah. i can see it now you've said yeah. it i can see it the only the problem i have and i this is the first time that we've done a show on the podcast where mm-hmm. I haven't watched the show once. Yeah. I watched this three times. <laughs> and I know that sound. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I genuinely struggled on the first two occasions to even finish it. So I watched it yeah. for a third time and I tried to watch it at different times a day. I tried mm-hmm. to watch it in different, on different days of the week, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I, I didn't sort of just try and sit there and watch it and then watch it again straight away. I, yeah. I sort of went, no, go away from it, watch it again tomorrow and watch it maybe later or watch it early or whatever. I've mm-hmm. watched this three times yeah, and I, and, and I didn't get that from any one of the watches. I'm going to now, admit I, something I, now. Go on. It took me at least three goes for this first episode when I first watched it too. Um, so I'm in agreement with you. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I, now you've said that. Now you've yeah. said about that this threat of demotion for McNulty down to a, basically the, the bottom of the ladder. And, yeah. and you've got, um, I can't remember the guy's name. D'Angelo. who obviously uh, shoots this guy, gets caught, but they get yeah. him off because they've spent money and they've swung the jury, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and they've sowed, sowed the seeds to make it happen. Yeah. Now you say it, I can say I can sit here and go. Actually, that's a that's really good. It's clever. Like, that's and amazing. But I didn't see it. Like, this I, happens I, 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 all the way through. But like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, it did take me a while to get into this first episode. Um, but this is genuinely one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And it's not just me exaggerating. Everybody knows it. It's blatant, but I can understand the first episode because it's unlike the TV that we used to, watch, to. I know, but you shouldn't have to watch something Agreed. three times to get that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think uh, when you when you see McNulty um, suggest using uh, a wiretap to try and get a, com- a conviction out of Avidus um, Alba, um, that wiretap suggestion is the basis of this entire series. It may have been a throwaway thing in this series, but the whole thing's about wiretaps. It's called The Wire. Yeah, no, of course, no. Absolutely. I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm not that thick, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but again, going back to that, to that time thing for me, so uh, when he was, you know, they would... When he, um, I can't remember who goes to see it. The FBI. He goes over and yeah. he and they're watching the video screen, aren't they? And he goes like, "Oh, where'd you get this recording?" He goes, "That's live." Yeah. yeah. Anything in like, how old is this show? What what is what year <laughs> is this based in that they are impressed by a live feed of a of a drug den? Like, I was like, was this nineteen eighty four or something? I'd be impressed with that now. It's, it's your inside no, criminal I'm not home. By, no, I'm not impressed by that, Jed. Come on. Because I've got a mobile phone here. I've got a laptop here as well. I've got a, you know, I've okay, got recording equipment Sopranos? devices. You and I sat in two different postcodes and we're yeah. talking to each other <laughs> while simultaneously recording this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, this is audio. And in Sopranos, they never got they got, never got a live feed into Tony Soprano's house. They got an audio feed. Um, but, spoiler, sorry. But the... Um, uh, in this, there's, it's a live video feed. I think that's quite impressive for the police to do that. Um, not for pl- 2002, it's not. No. 
No, I'm think, sorry. Think... Uh, it's not impressive. Not, not when you're thinking. Not you're, okay, for you and me, yeah, fine. For you and me to have the technology to to have a live feed of someone's property without them knowing, tiny little pin camera, yeah, that's pretty impressive and also slightly creepy. Mm-hmm. But for the FBI, the, you know, the the top, essentially the top dogs. You know, they, they should have all the latest kit in order to do this. And then I'm thinking in 2001, 2002, if, they, if that's when it's set, yeah. which yeah. it clearly is because it's post, it's post uh, 9-11, that's not, it just doesn't impress me, mate. I'm just like, well, come on, get with the times, guys. Come on. <laughs> that, that were, you are very hard to please. Um, I just want to point out that there's a, a character called Bubbles that appears in this episode as well. And he's the, the junkie that kind of just turns up and, yep. um, and he's basically a police informant. Um he is a, an amazing character um, later on in the series and he's in it throughout and he just pops up and gives bits of knowledge but he's just such a funny character um, he's just he's just great he's just like basically alright okay um, l- listen I, I've clearly got issues with this um, and now you've explained a few things I feel like I could go on and watch more and I'd kind of know what I'm looking for in in sort of links and what they're trying to tell me with the story. Yeah. Um, and I, and I get that and, and such, but there were, you know, a few, just a few other things. And I don't want to sound like I'm being an absolute Grinch about the whole thing. Cause I'm not, but <laughs> too much swear. It was too much swearing in this as well. It was like unnecessary amount of swearing. It's real and life. That, and, that, and that's coming from someone who watches the Sopranos now, you know, uh, and I don't mind a swear word, Mate, you know, like, like anyone else. This, but this is Baltimore. It just felt, it just felt the like the streets of Baltimore. Oh, yeah, it was too much. It was no, no one swears that much. Yeah, they do. This is real life. No, they don't. This is no, real they life. don't. You know, in later episodes, they use real drug dealers, real people, real gangsters on the streets as as drug dealers. This is real life. This is as real as as it can get. This is what happens mm. in Baltimore. I'm not convinced. Okay, mate. I'm me not and convinced. you, one day we'll take we'll take a trip to the pit in Baltimore, <laughs> and let's let's see how much they swear at us. Probably quite a lot. <laughs> Probably quite a lot because you and I look like two dodgy people. Um, <laughs> you said quite, you know, I think you said last week when we when you said about doing this episode, um, nothing since then has even come close. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and to be honest with you, I think it's because it's too slow. Well, I, I'm going to give you a couple more facts, if if, if that's all right. Just to Fine, kind of, please do. So, yep. as I said, uh, President Obama, it's his favourite TV show of all time. Uh, Can't say that twice, that doesn't count. No, okay. So, have you <laughs> have you heard of the MacArthur Fellowship? No. Basically, every year, this this foundation called the MacArthur Foundation looks around the world and see who deserves... Um, what's called a genius grant. It's called a, and I'm hoping one day, guys, the MacArthur Foundation, if, if you're listening, <laughs> get in touch. So basically, you get, um, it's very, very prestigious and you only get it if you're an absolute genius. You get it if you've like saved lives for some reason or something you've invented has gone on to like be great for mankind. And basically, you get, I think you get like um, half a million quid prize money and maybe they look after you for the rest of your life or some crap like that um but anyway the creator david simon of of the wire received the macarthur genius uh prize um and he's one of only two people who work in television and film who've ever received it um and you cannot get a bigger a bigger thing than that um also um the many critics as I said consider this the best TV show ever and I'll, I'll tell you the kind of websites that kind of said that Entertainment Weekly Slate Hit Fix uh, Complex are, of, are a few of the ones that considered this as the best TV show of all time again I know we're talking about the pilot so not the, the thing as a whole um, and yeah I mean at the time the ratings weren't great, but since then, obviously, kind of, it's taking off and it's rightly considered one of the best TV shows of all time. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think I, I'm not even going to try and argue with you because I know how much you love this show. Um, <laughs> and I think if anyone is uh, unsure about how much you liked it, uh, this pilot episode has been, certainly been a, an eye-opener. Yeah. Um, shall we do? Shall we dive into the scores unless you've got anything else you want to say on The Wire? No, I'm, I'm good to go. All right. Let's go to, back to Luther. Let's do that first yep. and then we'll come to The Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll score it first. It was my show. Yep. Uh, it's a solid eight and a half from me for Luther. Um, I agree with you. I'm going with eight and a half. Uh, absolutely brilliant. 
Um, cool. I'd watch it again. again. I've watched the. Yeah. Pop, yeah. It's just it's just great. Cool. Excellent. So 17 for Luther, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll slide into the league table in a second. Let's do the wire then. What you're scoring it? I'm expecting potentially double figures here. So <laughs> surprise um, me. No, because as as you know, I'm. I have to be honest and I have to be truthful um, and I'm only concentrating on the pilot episode and um, the good pilot episode should make you want to watch more. I don't agree that this pilot episode would make you immediately want to watch the next episode. It is slow, but I think that's more due to audience expectations rather than the the kind of quality of it. But um, we're basing this on the pilot episode so I can't give it any more than an 8 okay um, that's that's a bit lower than I thought you were going to yeah, give it but uh, I think it's fair no it's a fair score it's a fair score it's, it's higher than I'm going to give it mate I know, because, I know. Uh, and I, as much as I, I really do appreciate what you've, you've explained to me <laughs> yeah. and I now feel like I've not totally wasted three hours of my life uh, <laughs> watching it three times um, but I, I can't I can't give it I can't do it, mate. I can't yeah. give it any more than a five. Okay. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I'm so, That's fine. I feel really bad for giving scores like that low, but you, know, you give no, no hesitation to giving one last week for Snatch. So That was high. Um, I agree. That was high. <laughs> it was awful. Um, there you are. 17 for Luther, 13 for The Wire. Uh, don't hate on me, but if you do want to hate on me, you can do so on Twitter. Um, uh, I am on Twitter at The Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. But if you want to send the uh, abuse privately, then you can send it to Jed Shepherd and he will pass it on to me in person when we meet up next week. Uh, Jed, how yep. can they get in touch with you on Twitter? You can get me at Jed Shepherd, which is J E D S H E P H E R D. Lovely jubbly. Um, so that really means uh, we've got to look forward to next week. And next week, Jed, is the last week before yes. Christmas. Okay, so what are you saying? We have a break? Well, we could do, or I have another idea. Um, <laughs> okay. I reckon, if you're up for it, we should do some Christmas specials. So our Christmas special is going to be Christmas specials. I like it. <laughs> yeah, our, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so meta. So um, I'm thinking like some of the greatest television shows of all time have had some pretty awesome Christmas yeah. episodes that are classics and they come round on the telly every okay. year. So I'm thinking maybe we should do some of them. And I've got a particular one in mind if you can think of anything off okay. the top of your head. Unless you want to go curveball. Well, no, you, you tell me what you've picked because there's some obvious ones that's pretty right, well, I'm thinking um, it was, uh, well, it's actually uh, currently second now in our list, um, but it did go joint top for a little while. Um, there is one of the greatest uh, UK Christmas episodes, uh, Christmas special episodes, of course, um, in The Office. So I'm wondering if maybe we yeah. can do the Christmas. I mean, that's the first one that jumped to mind for, for me office. as well. Was The Office. Um, All right. Okay. So. Ooh. If we do that, what else can we do? Um, I'm thinking either we can we can do something, a show we haven't done before, or is there a Christmas episode oh, from a show we have, we have reviewed? Well, well there's another obvious one for me. Well, it's an episode... Well, see what you think. It's an episode which is considered a Christmas episode. Um, it's got Christmas trees in it. So I think it is. And right. it's also my favourite episode of television ever of any episode ever um and it is the fifth episode of season four of lost and it's the constant <laughs> are you trying to tell me that there's a christmas special for lost well, yeah basically it is a christmas special um and i'm i'm gonna fight to the death that this is a christmas special because it is it's the most special episode of tv ever very christmassy real f- feel good stuff happens in it and i just think it it's my favorite episode of television ever so i would love to do that for, as a christmas special okay fine all right so season four episode five yeah it's called it's the constant called the constant yeah okay very right. important episode um but fine. i've also got another suggestion um oh, yeah go on then as it's christmas shall mm-hmm. we do something a bit special and uh maybe do a two-parter or an extra long oh a special special 
<laughs> yeah, because uh, only because like I, I think this is a great concept, and I wanted I want to do another Christmas special. Um, I want to do an animated Christmas special as well, basically because um, Christmas are about the animated Christmas specials of yeah, time gone true. by. Um, and there's one in particular that I, if you don't mind me going first, I would really like to to do. Yeah, I'd, yeah, by all means, far away. What have you got? When I think of Christmas, I think of certain a certain character. Uh, and it's due to my love of, of all things American and the kind of American pop culture. The, and this wasn't really shown very much on TV over here, um, but it's, it, it's I still love it. And especially the 1965 television special based on the comic strip Peanuts by Charles Elm Schultz, and it's A Charlie Brown Christmas. Wow. And it's bloody perfect. I haven't, I haven't seen that in... Aged. I don't. Do you know what? I don't even think I've seen that in my adult life. It's so good. It's. So I definitely. Good. I definitely saw it as a child. I know I have. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have not it's... seen that in a long time. Yeah, that would be amazing to watch. Okay. Well, um, instinctively, my gut jumps out and just says one word back. What's that? Grinch. That's a, that's a bit harsh. I was. Um, <laughs> no, that's no, really no, harsh. Not, not not at you at all. Oh, right, okay. No, yeah. I am um, uh, one of my sort of favourite go-to Christmas characters is Grinch. And I'm not a Grinch. I love Christmas. I think it's fantastic. Do, yeah. But but I, I love the story of the Grinch, Dr. Seuss. Um, so can we do... Can we do the old version, not the not the Jim Carrey version, if that's all right, which I love anyway. <laughs> the animated can we version. Do, yeah. yeah, the animated version, which I think is probably about the same sort of time, 65, 66. Yeah. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas animated special. That'd be amazing. Okay, yeah. so we'll do we'll do two specials. We'll do uh, um, The, the Office. And The Office. Yeah. And then we'll do Charlie Brown Christmas against... How a Grinch stole Christmas. So shall we? Shall we release the Office and the Lost One on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning, uh, just just as if these cartoons were on TV. Christmas morning, we release the Charlie Brown and the Grinch that stole Christmas episode. Sounds perfect to me, mate. That sounds great. <laughs> so I'll see you next week, my friend. Yep, and I'll see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Jelly man. <laughs>